listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. My name's Tyler, and I am joined by Dylan this week, again, stepping in for Noah while he is away at summer camp. Well, we had another incredible episode of Dynamite this week, Dylan. Thank you for rejoining me. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, and always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you as always. You know, we got to get the boys in here from time to time. We can't just have y'all be on the prediction shows. So it's good to hear the opinions of other people as well as our fans who tune in from time to time in the comments. If you are a fan of AEW and want us to hear your opinion, make sure you tune in to our live broadcast. We do AEW's or uh, CWE's predictions and uh, episodes every Sunday, usually around 10 or 11 in the morning uh, Eastern Standard Time. So you can find us on YouTube, on the Bard and Cross Entertainment channel, or on my cha Twitch channel, which is newly dubbed T-Bard with an underscore after it. There's no 5195 anymore. It's just T-Bard underscore. Got all sorts of new emotes. We've been playing all sorts of new games and playing uh, with new people on that channel uh we just actually dylan crossed the 300 followers mark on hey. twitter so we are going to be doing a 12 hour stream coming up thank you thank you thank you <laughs> uh so yes it is a lot of fun coming your way on the twitch channel so if you're not following it's twitch.tv backslash tbard underscore and you can come join in on the fun with some live comments and just like this comment here we can pull your comment up live on the show and you will be able to get on the show so it is going to be a lot of fun yes here we go right off the bat mr dogfire 45 45 says new channel name nice yes we do have the new new channel name we are growing we are rebranding and we are moving upwards and onward just like AEW is doing while getting on the show. Is that an Alexa? <laughs> Hold on, one sec, one sec. <laughs> while Dylan is moving away, I will check in with what we have first. It was the strut match between Cody and QT Marshall. Um, a match that I think uh, we both were pretty critical of uh, with, was first, Dylan. It was Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. Uh, yeah. We both were just like, man, great, mm -hmm. fun. This will, this will be a lot of fun. Can't wait for this one. Uh, but honestly, it was not that bad. It, it was a pretty decent match. Um, so let me just start off with that, and we can give our opinions afterwards. So the good friends turned bitter rivals settled their score in the opening match of the evening as Cody Rhodes of the Nightmare Family battled the Factory's QT Marshall in a South Beach strap match. The winner being the first competitor to touch, to touch all four sides of the turn, all, all four turnbuckles, I should say. Uh, Rhodes dominated the action until Dustin Rhodes fended off interference from Nick Camarado, allowing QT Marshall to deliver a low blow in true heel fashion. Rhodes opened up on Marshall, sending him into the ring post, but the heel regained control of the bout, fired up and pissed off the American Knight, dared his opponent to lash him with the leather strap before igniting a babyface comeback. Cody shrugged off a disrespectful gesture by Marshall, delivering the crossroads three consecutive times and touched all four pads for the win. Something I didn't put in here, Dylan, was that randomly during this match, as Cody was touching the turnbuckles, the lights turned off. And everyone was like, what, what the hell was that? We thought maybe it was that Florida weather. That Florida weather just caused the uh, lights to go out and they didn't talk about it for the rest of the show up to, up to a certain point. Uh, and we all just thought, eh, whatever, uh, you know, technical, technical difficulties happen from time to time. But what do you think of this match? Uh, I think it went pretty much how we expected. Uh, I think we both said similar things about what this match was going to be like. And it, it followed 
our expectations. Um, that is a bold comment. That is a bold, I was reading that. That is a bold comment. We have a commenter that's actually my brother saying that uh, Cody is washed up. I mean, that is a bold comment. Can you defend Cody? What do you think? I, I feel like washed up's a, a big term to use for Cody, who's he's not really in a major feud right now. So I guess if you've been watching recently and seeing him feuding with QT, you're not seeing him at the best he can be at. But right. I, I think for things coming up, you're going to change your opinion real soon. That's all I got to say on that. Yeah, definitely. And this match, uh, for what it was, was fine. It wasn't bad. Right. You know, we, we definitely were hating on it, uh, but they... A strap match is something new, something different that they haven't done. Um, so that's that is okay. We can agree on this. Go a little easier. He's old. He's really not that old. He's just right. been in business since he was eighteen. Uh, so he's just been around a very long time. So you leave Cody alone. He's one of the best damn wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, so you gotta you gotta back off Cody a little bit. All right. You be you be nice there, brother. Um, so I think we can agree. Pretty decent start to the night. Uh, it wasn't a tag match, which is rare. Yeah, different start to the night. I know. Usually we get a tag match to start the night. Um, but we would go. There were a lot of interviews and um, promos this evening. And it's the first one was here with Tony Schiavone interviewing Coney, Coney? Kenny Omega. Coney Omega. Um, Kenny Omega was in the ring with Don Callis joining Tony Schiavone for a promo. The uh, latter praising his friend and exclaiming, there's no one left to beat in AEW. The Dark Order entered the arena and Evil Uno joined Omega in the squared circle. He questioned why the champion is afraid of his friend Hangman Page, where then Omega delivered a cheap low blow to Uno while Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Michael Nakazawa attacked the rest of the faction. As the heels surrounded the masked man, Page made his way for the save uh, to a thunderous ovation, but hesitated before delivering the buckshot lariat. The baby, baby face top ranked competitor stood tall and closed out the segment. Uh, definitely something that I was excited to see. I think we were right, Dylan, that this is definitely going to be the next title match. Yep. Um, are you excited to see this happen? What do you think they should do going forward? Absolutely. This is going to be the main event of their next pay-per-view, and everybody can't wait to see it. I think after their first match they had in the Eliminator tournament, everybody was saying this match is happening down the road, and I am I'm excited. I feel like you're excited. And I oh, think God, genuinely yeah. the whole fan base AEW will be excited for that match. Yeah, we have a commenter here on our YouTube page. Uh, if you want to join in, you can go to the Barton Cross Entertainment page as well uh, from Eli Myers saying that Hangman versus Omega should be at all out. Uh, and I don't know if he knows you, Dylan, but he's, he's yeah. saying yes uh, and saying good morning. Uh, but yes, welcome in. Uh, we agree, I think. It should be at something as big as all out. Um, this match is going to be an absolute banger. And I, do I think he's going to be the one who defeats Kenny is the question that keeps coming through my mm. head. And I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think Hangman Page is going to be the one who gets the job done. What about you? I agree with that. The only problem is, because I, I can see it at the same time as I don't, I feel like he doesn't he doesn't beat him. But after Hangman, I, I honestly don't know who would be the guy to dethrone Kenny. So that's the other thought running through my head. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, I don't, he'd be a great champion. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Uh, but Kenny Omega is just one of the absolute best in the world. Uh, so would I believe it? Sure. Um, but I just think there's so many better opponents that, that could do it, including someone who we'll get to later in the show. Um, <laughs> yes. 
there is someone much later in the show who I think should be the one that gets it done. Um, but yes, we'll move on to the next segment, which was Chris Jericho and MJF having a, uh, a bit of a show. Oh, wait, no. Didn't we have the inner circle first? Let me make sure I'm not skipping something there. We did. We did. The inner circle and the pinnacle. Uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of Chris Jericho. I was just yeah. <laughs> But they had a match as well, uh, which it was okay. Not something yeah. to boast about. But the rivalry between the inner circle and the pinnacle continued as Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz battled Wardlow and FTR's Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler. The baby faces found themselves on the defensive, forced to fight from underneath as the heels dominated the action. They isolated Ortiz, then Santana, leaving Hager to deliver the comeback. He initially delivered that comeback, but fell prey to the big rig by FTR as the heels earned the victory. It wasn't a squash, but it was a very much one-sided match. The Pinnacle really, really owned this match. But after the match, the heels added a cheap chop block to the back of Conan's knee. I forgot Conan was at ringside. Yeah. Uh, and attacked him as well, leaving him and the rest of the inner circle shattered at ringside. Um, another match that I got no complaints. It was just a little quick, if I have to say yeah. anything. Um, but what do you think here, Dylan? Yeah, I agree. It was definitely, I thought this match was going to be a little longer, but I guess with stuff that happened throughout the show, I get it. Makes sense. Um, they definitely have to start changing their, their view of how to do a, a road to road show because now with fans, there is no, uh, no change of pace. They, they really got to cater to the fans for a little bit here. So I, I agree with the quicker match just cause they, they had more programming that wasn't just wrestling throughout the show. So maybe that changes. There was a lot of programming. That exactly. And the next one, two, there's three more segments coming up that aren't wrestling. Uh, right. So, and it was an absolute crazy night. That's for sure. And I think you're, I think you hit it on the head. It's, it's just because they didn't have enough time. Mm -hmm. um, so if you had to give this match a grade, what are you giving it? Uh, B minus. Yeah, I think Great. it's not. It doesn't deserve a C. It right. was definitely better than that. But a B minus, I think, is is perfectly fair. Um, what did we have next? This was the standoff between Mister Jericho and MJF. So let me just go quickly uh, about a little rant that happened at the beginning of this segment. Um, I don't know if you watched live or if you if you missed this, Dylan, but a fan interfered. There was a fan who came down to the ring and started attacking MJF. Uh, which is completely unacceptable. Right. Um, if you are a fan at one of these events and you take it upon yourself to attack someone who is there to entertain you, someone you paid a ticket to see, you are a jackass and you don't deserve to go to another uh, AEW or WWE or independent show. You're not a tough guy. That If MJF didn't have his back turned, he would have kicked your ass. Yeah. Uh, so you're just lucky that security got to you before security did <laughs> or before Jericho did, excuse me, because even oh, Jericho has got a past of, yeah. <laughs> and he had Jericho has a, like you said, Jericho has a past of beating the Holy hell out of fans who interfere in matches, yeah. including not, not in matches. He'll, yeah. he'll be getting in his car and someone tells him he's a stupid idiot. And he turns around and punches him in the mouth. Yeah. He's, he's got a little bit of a history of that. Yeah. So not the best two to go fight in the ring. MJF has nothing to lose. He's the heeliest heel of heels. Exactly. So you hit him, he's going to punch you in the mouth. Jericho probably just puts you in a sleeper hold till security gets there. Uh, but if you're a fan, be a fan. Don't be a tough guy and jump the barrier. You're an idiot. Also, this guy was my size yeah. uh, and still got his ass handed to him. Uh, so a bit embarrassing, if you ask me. And, and good on the cameraman 
uh, for turning away from it to not encourage more people to do this stuff. It's immature and it should not be have any place in wrestling. Um, but it led to this entertaining segment between these two. Uh, so Chris Jericho would enter the arena to a chorus, of course, of Fozzie's Judas before confronting MJF as their feud continued, despite two major gimmick bouts that probably should have settled it by now, but haven't. After Le Champion vowed to accept any challenge MJF had for him, the self-proclaimed salt of the earth went back to Jericho's own playbook. He revealed that he will have to defeat four opponents of MJF's choosing, and only if he can defeat them consecutively will he get a match against his foe. Jericho accepted and went to shake MJF's hand. MJF went to pull away after the handshake. Classic moment. And Jericho doesn't let go. Turns into the Judas effect, knocking him out absolutely cold. Uh, and not only was it a beautiful Judas effect, the selling that he did, he just collapsed. Uh, yeah. So it was a, a beautiful Judas effect. Well, are you excited to see what they what he throws at Jericho here? I mean, yes, yes and no. I like this is starting to get to the point where it's a little too drawn out, but like it's Chris Jericho and MJF, so I'm at the same point where it's like I am excited to see that match. What they have to go through, that's, you know, it's a little predictable because you know how it has to go. Right. But in the end, Jericho versus MJF is going to be a match that everybody wants to see again. Yeah, I I think um it was four opponents, yes. So yeah. I I think it'll be like I'm pretty know. sure he said it's everybody. And what's I'm that? Pretty sure he said it's everybody in the inner, uh, the pinnacle. I mean. Oh, okay. So that's what he's gonna do. Yeah. Okay. So I missed that part, but yeah. So if that's the case, I mean, he can beat all of them. Um, at Sean Spears first, please, so he can beat the holy hell out of Sean Spears. I uh, imagine they'll do FTR first two. Yeah. But Spears will probably go last. Wardlow's gonna get a DQ elimination or something. <laughs> it's it's gonna definitely be interesting. I, I don't think it should I don't think he should fight the pinnacle. I think that's silly. He's fought them so many times. Yeah, that's I think it should just be a bunch of random stars that he can almost put over yeah. winning against them. Um but uh, what do we know? What do we know? Maybe they have something good planned. Uh, maybe. we'll we'll let we'll let it we'll let it ride, you know. There's there's probably something that they have planned that we don't know about. Um, but there is stuff we have planned here at CMG that we do know about. And it's a lot of these podcasts that you can catch here on the Clovercrest Media Group. So just take a look at these commercials and we'll be right back. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. Attention all basketball fans. CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform.
The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which Manning loves it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. It's off the Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? Oh! High fly ball, right field. Grossman back. Trap. Wall. See ya. Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge, and the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. I don't want Look, it. Yo, yo, chase the chicken, dude. Trust Hi. me. The best shit ever. Look, right, you ready? <laughs> no, dude. No, 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 that's not worth it. That's not worth what you're about to do. What you're doing right now is not worth it. No, 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 you stop it. No, no, hold on, Major, Major, wait. There's, there's, there's stuff that goes wrong when you act out of emotion. You just need to hold on and look at me. Just look at me. Don't go outside the zone. Just look at me. Look at my face. Your wife's here, and you're going to act like a child in front of your wife. Don't do it. Don't act like a child. You're a man. You are a grown man. Yes. Good. Good. Bring it back. Bring it back. On shore. Onshore, no more oo-woos. Onshore, no more oo-woos. You bring it back home. You bring Major. That is not a threat. It's a promise. You come back here, young man. I am chasing you. I, I... Lots of Clovercrest podcasts that you can all watch. And, of course, a clip from my most recent Twitch stream. We had a lot of fun with the Major Nosebleed. If you guys do not follow Major Nosebleed on uh, Twitch, you are missing out. He is one of the most wholesome streamers I have ever met. And also, you know, he... he Listen, if you can't handle uh, a few adult jokes, maybe it's not the place for you. Uh, but he is just a, a lovely human being from over in the UK. Uh, and I absolutely had a blast playing Fortnite with him. I hadn't played Fortnite in so long. So it was an absolute blast playing with him and killing Jeffrey the chicken. Uh, and I'll do it again, Major. So pick up another chicken. I promise you I'll kill it. Uh, but my friends, if you would like to join us live, remember that you can come watch us on Twitch at the T-Bard underscore channel, or you can go to YouTube on the Bard and Cross Entertainment YouTube channel. Give us a subscription over there. That would be greatly appreciated. We do post afterwards on our uh, Facebook channel, but we just don't go live there. We've been having some issues with AEW copyright striking our stuff on Facebook. So we just stay off of Facebook for the live stuff. And then afterwards, we go ahead and post it uh, just as the audio there. So other than that, I do want to remind you all that we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Make sure you go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 Eastern Standard Time on the Ted Turner Network. And uh, then you can come see what we thought. But make sure you have your own opinions first. You can come join us on the show and let us know how you feel about everything going on in the all elite wrestling world, including how horrible of an announcer Jim Ross is. Uh, <laughs> so if you ever want to tell us how bad he is, you know, easy peasy. Pray for it in the comments because dear god he's been absolutely uh atrocious yeah. lately but i'm gonna save that for a hot take video later on in the 
video. Uh, so, Dylan, we had uh, another match that came up right after what we were just talking about that um, I don't even know if it really deserves a full segment. This match was horrible. Uh, I didn't like it. What about you? Uh, I mean, like it wasn't anything special. Uh, I, I feel like they could have done more for Andrade's debut, but... I mean, there nothing really. Ha I mean, I have three bullet points. Yeah. Um, Let's where hear. I, I literally okay. So sure, I said Andrade Eliodolo made his in-ring debut for AEW in the night's next match, squaring off with a man who interrupted his momentous debut a few weeks ago, Matt Seidel. Uh, Eliodolo dominated early, sending his opponent to the floor, heading into the break, and controlling the pace throughout. Uh, back from the timeout, however, Seidel mounted a comeback that included the Meteora, but Andrade delivered a modified hammerlock DDT for the win. After the match, he added insult to injury, trapping Seidel in an armbar before leaving alongside Vicky Guerrero. That was a debut match against a person who has a name in the wrestling world of Matt Seidel. It wasn't like he was facing some random, no-name, local star. This was someone who is very, very good. I know he's kind of become the botch guy because of his debut at Double or Nothing two, uh, a year and a half ago. Um, I, I just this this did absolutely nothing for me, Dylan. Yeah, uh, the problem is is Andrade is going to come in here with a big name, and he's a huge attraction now for AEW, and he has to get booked right. And I don't think that was the best way for them to debut him in a match. No, I, it, I, they could have done much better, either squash match as a whole, or you put on a better match with Matt Seidel. Right. I, I mean, if it was meant to show his domination of being able to just, you know, handle a wrestler of the caliber of Seidel, I, I guess that makes sense. But I, I'm just I'm not a fan of someone who actually has a high caliber caliber wrestling ability mm -hmm. being beaten so badly by this man. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too too much into it. Um, but I've, I loved Andrade when he was in a WWE. Me I well. mean, he had one of the only five-star matches uh, that – what's his name? Uh, wow, I can't think of his name, the the, the critic for wrestling. Uh, Meltzer. One of the only five-star matches that Meltzer has given out of the last 10 years, you know? So it was an incredible match with him and um, Gargano. Johnny Gargano, yeah. So – I'd love to see them do more. I don't think he needs Vicky Guerrero. I think it adds a Me little neither. bit of flavor to his character because it's pretty dry right now. Um, but we'll see. If he can continue to wear that black skull mask. Maybe I love the entrance. Special. The entrance was cool with the mask, but yeah. we'll see. I, I'm not I'm not sold yet, uh, especially because if he can't pick up his character, the next segment will prove that this is how you do a character. Watch this. As we can all see. And... Wait a minute. What the? Oh my God! God Almighty! What a kick! Right to Arn Anderson's face. There's Cody. That is a man that I wrestled 15 years ago in Dusseldorf, Germany. That is Tommy End. But that man standing in the ring, that is not Tommy End. Oh, my God. Wow, Dylan. Wow, indeed. What was your reaction when this happened? I marked out. I'm not even going to hide it. I uh, am a huge supporter of uh, Malachi Black now is his new name. Yes. Huge supporter of him. And uh, you could ask, I was on a podcast for Nerds of Wrestling when uh, they released him, 
we talked about those releases that day mm -hmm. and this one hit one of the worst of uh recent wwe releases i just think he's so talented he's so creative and i'm so excited to see what he brings to AEW. yeah he totally didn't deserve that release from wwe but vince mcmahon and his undying wisdom uh didn't see a place for alistair black now malachi black uh in in uh wwe but AEW was glad to see him and when that light ever went out i'm like it happened again this this can't yeah. be a, this can't be a power issue the lights have died out yet again and holy shit did i lose my mind and i knew noah uh who usually hosts the show with us um had not been able to watch it live so i was sending him live updates and he was like why is this so cool? Why am I missing all the cool stuff? and he was yeah he was he was a little upset that he missed this one but um very exciting things i'm not even going to read my notes because that video showed yes, exactly yeah. how we all felt when he came down to the ring i will however talk about this next segment which leaves me a little bit confused uh, we had some people come down to the ring uh, who I think a lot of people probably didn't know who they were. Let me put their picture up. Hold on one moment. Uh, we had the American Top Team's Dan Lambert, uh, who apparently is a huge wrestling fan. I had no idea that he was so connected to Impact and TNA. When I looked into him, he's been on TNA a lot. Really? Um, so I did not know that. Uh, but he was glad to come to the show, but he didn't agree to an interview, apparently, even with uh, Masvidal, I think is his name. He's, uh, I know him. He's a, he's a very big UFC fighter. And, of course, Amanda Nunes, who everyone yeah. knows because she's in the spotlight right now. Uh, but they were with him. Uh, he wasn't happy because, apparently, to him, AEW sucks. And if he wanted to enjoy some wrestling, it would be he had to watch the tapes from championship wrestling from Florida from the 70s and 80s. He would claim that the sad truth is that wrestling has gone downhill since the late 1990s and the product is unwatchable. Tony Khan, however, said that Lambert is wrong because AEW has something from every style and that he uh, that even the fans make it better. Well, he was right because this segment was awful. But other than that, after he made that these ridiculous comments, this happened. And he just knocked out Dan Lambert of American Top Team. Lambert doesn't know where he is, but I know where he's going. He's going for a ride on the blackout, courtesy of Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Now you can tell that he's someone who's been in the ring before because mm -hmm. holy cow, he made that move look incredible. You can see he did the talk. He did everything perfectly well. Uh, so the segment itself sucked right up to that. If he's going to be a, a fixture in AEW and set up like Paul Heyman, I'm okay with that. Um, but we'll see. Dylan, you didn't like it. No. Uh, I think this was another instance of catering to the fans. We saw that this is their first night back on a full road tour. He kind of did it at the end where he was like, oh, the fans are the best. You know, I chant right. AEW. I don't see this as being a long run thing. I think this is a one off thing being in Miami. I guess that's there. The camp is, I don't know just to get the fans, you know, included again. And that's going to be a major thing going on in wrestling as a whole. Yeah. Everybody's starting to have these fans back. They're going to cater to them for a little bit. Yeah. Definitely giving the fans what they want. And this, uh, we had a comment here from Eli that I uh, skipped over. So let's go back to that for a moment. Uh, saying we all know that we're getting Andrade versus Malachi black soon. 
I don't know Take if I can agree with that yet. Money. But yes, that is incredible. We're going to get Malachi versus Cody first. Um, I can't wait for that. That's definitely first. Uh, and then, of course, you're going to see Malachi rip through the entire roster. Uh, so definitely. To be fair, yes. off we, as, as we talked about earlier, as who could dethrone Kenny Omega, There's that's one someone there. that you could run with for a little bit. And Malachi I, I, Black, Andrade. Yeah. Those Andrade are is the two, yeah, those are the two names I think of that, that like raise flags to Kenny. And I still think that Jungle Boy could eventually get the job done. If he gets Quite another possible. shot before Kenny's done, I think he's one uh, that could happen. MJF uh, too. If he can get past Jericho, I could see MJF also doing it. Yeah, and, and, and Eli brings up a great point here that it was in a mistake on WWE that had a 30-day hold right. on the non-compete clause over a 90-day that usually happens. That's how he was able to uh, get on and insanity to see him so quickly on the show. But very exciting nonetheless. Next up, we had Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy versus the Bunny and the Blade. Um, another match that I was kind of looking forward to um, because all four of these people in the ring are, are fairly talented. The Bunny is still working a little bit, but she's definitely a talented wrestler at this time. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with her moving forward because we don't get to see her on TV all that much anymore. Mm. Um, she's more on the like uh, AW Dark and Elevation. So we'll see what we can get from her. Um, so Blade is checked for weapons before the match, and the referee actually finds some brass knuckles. Not only were they brass knuckles, dear God, they look like yeah. brass knuckles you would wear as like a prop piece. They, <laughs> yeah. were, they were massive. Uh, the bunny goes on to yell at Cassidy, who puts his hands in his pockets and hits the lazy kicks on her before the bell. Yes, he hit those devastating kicks on the bunny. Uh, listen, I, Orange Cassidy, we don't hit women here, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is unacceptable. The blade comes in for the bell and gets taken down, uh, but it's too early for the beach break, of course. It's also too early for the tornado DDT, meaning that Cassidy can get planted with a power slam. Uh, Stun Dog Millionaire takes Blade down, and it's off to the women. With Bunny hitting a running knee, Statlander is back up for some chops in the corner, setting up a delayed vertical suplex. The flipping leg drop misses, though, and the Bunny sends her throat into the ropes. We take a break and come back with Statlander hitting a spinning Fisherman's Driver for two. The Bunny catches her with a German suplex off the ropes, though, and it's off to the Blade to face Statlander. Cassidy comes in, as he has to, of course, with a high crossbody, and now the spitting DDT can connect for two. But he gets knocked off the apron, and Statlander busts out at, uh, busts out rather, a 450 or area 451, and a good one at that, to give Cassidy two with, a, with the bunny making the save. Blade uses the distraction, however, to pull out more knuckles and knock Cassidy silly. But Statlander tagged herself in, allowing her to hit the Big Bang Theory for the pin. Now that was a good match. Yes, they it was. actually put on a banger of a match for some people. Some people really hate on the bunny and the blade. And, and I, don't, I don't see why. I don't know if it's they just don't like their gimmick or what it is. Uh, but Dylan, do you agree? This was pretty good, right? Uh, this is probably one of my favorite mixed tag matches almost ever. I, I can't really think of one that really puts this to, to shame. Uh, mm. This is one of the better matches, obviously, of the night. Um, it had lower competition, but I, I thought this was exciting and, and fun for the first mixed tag match they've ever had on dynamite. Yeah. And I mean, was it the first on dynamite? Because I believe. Didn't, didn't Chris or, um, Cody and, 
uh, Red Velvet fight Shaq and Jade Cargill, or was that not on Dynamite? Maybe, maybe I'm on. <laughs> I thought they said that was the first ever. It might um, be the first one be. with actual wrestlers. <laughs> maybe I, I swore I heard that, but you might be right. Um, because I'm pretty sure that that happened on Dynamite and not a pay per view. Uh, but yeah, no, it was definitely an incredible match uh, to see these these wrestlers going up against each other, uh, and I would love to see more of this in the uh, in the future, including just intergender matches. Just to yeah. see someone like Red Velvet go up against like MJF uh, would be hilarious. Uh, so I would love to see these intergender matches and see what they can do moving forward. I don't. Are you a fan of those? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of intergender matches, just because like most of the time I don't feel they're believable. If you're gonna do it as a comedy bit, then I then I'm all like WWE, you know. Sure, but like, like to talk Priscilla about Kelly them. and Joey Ryan have their intergender matches, and those That's are all. True. I, I yeah, they're, they're, they could be, but it's just there's a sense of you know sometimes it doesn't seem as believable, in my in my point of view. All right, that's fair. I, I understand how you can you can go that route. Um, but honestly, I, I enjoy the more juvenile stuff sometimes. Mm. Um, so that that's kind of funny. And w maybe we'll see Joey Ryan someday. But at the moment, he's still canceled. Uh, right. So when he eventually comes back, which of course he will, um, because he's too talented to not return to the wrestling ring. Uh, we'll see if he sticks to the King of Dong style. Probably not. Uh, mm. Uh, it's going to be an interesting run in the future to see what they can do with this intergender wrestling. Um, but Dylan, this leads us to this match. The AEW World Tag Team Championships were on the line in a street fight. We had the Young Bucks versus Penta, El Zero Miedo, and Eddie Kingston. The AEW Tag Team titles were up for grabs in the night's main event. It was a wild and chaotic street fight that pitted the Young Bucks against Penta El Zero Miedo and Eddie Kingston. And I say wild and chaotic because, man, I cringed about three or four times because, ouch, they did some shit that was ridiculous in this match. The champion survived a destroyer pile driver by Penta on Matt Jackson, and that went through a table, excuse me, uh, to remain in the fight and even thrive coming out of the final commercial break of the night. Still, they found themselves in peril late as Penta delivered a tornado DDT and Kingston applied a choke to Matt. Nick Jackson wiped out referee Rick Knox with a 450 splash, which, dear Lord, he landed that perfectly on the referee. Yeah. Uh, hit him really, really hard. Um, where was that? 450 splash. Uh, the Good Brothers, however, would hit the ring after this, of course, uh, looking to help the struggling champs. But Penta wiped them out. Brandon Cutler attempted to interfere on behalf of the heels, but the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian, drove him through a table whilst he was spraying his cooling spray into the air like a buffoon. <laughs> uh, Penta rocked Matt with the fear factor, and Kingston flattened the older Jackson for a dramatic false finish. Kingston, however, would produce tax, ouch, but Matt ultimately was the one who utilized them, throwing them in Eddie's face. Nick delivered a Hurricane Rana that sent Penta onto the Jagged Weapons. From there, the champs put thumbtacks in Eddie Kingston's mouth and blasted him with a super kick for the win. They, they put thumbtacks yep. yep. in Eddie Kingston's mm. mouth mm. and then kicked it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. That was insane. That's on television. That wasn't a pay-per-view. That wasn't some... AEW dark match on YouTube where ratings don't have to be nearly as TV friendly. What did we think about this one? I loved it. I love that from start to finish that match. Yeah. That was 
insane. They kept the pace, huh? They kept the pace. Yes, they did. And I mean, start to finish, they were go, go, go. Yeah. And I love the finish personally. Oh, yeah. It was uh, new. That I've yeah. never seen someone do that. Yeah. Just, uh, that yeah. Was cool. I, I kind of cringed. Oh. I cringed. And I like doing that. I really do. In wrestling, when you get that moment of just, oh, they did that, it gives me even more respect for the guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, an incredible match. But what the hell did we expect? Of course, it was an incredible match. We had four of the better wrestlers on the roster right now, especially for tag team wrestling. Right. Uh, to going up against the ring. I have a new friend who has started watching, uh, not a new friend, a friend who is newly watching wrestling, and he started to give AEW a chance because he's stopped watching it WWE. He can't he can't deal with WWE's content right now, I guess. Neither it. can I, but... Um, so he's watching now, and he said the only thing he doesn't like about the Young Bucks is that their only move is a super kick. I go, you need to watch more of the Young Bucks. Mm, because does. granted, on television, sure. They super kick, but it is a massive part of their gimmick. Like yeah. their old entrance music was super kick party. Like they just yell it as they're yeah. coming down to the ring. So yes, is it a big part of them? Of course it is. But they are much bigger than just a few super kicks. Um, Dylan, and another incredible night. I mean, what was your favorite moment of this episode? I got to give it to Malachi Black. Again, I'm such a huge fan of him. I'm so excited to see what he's got. He's so creative. And I know this gimmick is going to tear through AEW. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I definitely am looking forward to that as well. I think it is, for me, it's the anticipation of this match. Uh, the build that they can have with these two going up against each other is definitely something we're looking to have uh, in the future and something I'm excited to see who comes out on top in the yeah. future as well. But Dylan, that was an incredible show. But next week looks like it could be potentially even better potentially starting off the show i've heard a rumor we are having this match <clears throat> Darby allen and ethan page in a coffin match this is going to be incredible do we want to make picks i'm down i mean it's got to be darby allen yeah i got i gotta say the gimmick match leads towards him and I got to imagine Darby gets the win here, too. Yeah, Darby Allen definitely going to get a win here. We've got Penelope Ford versus Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, I've prom I practiced that name before the show. <laughs> I think I got it right. I apologize right. if I got it wrong. But Yuka Sakazaki and Penelope Ford going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I mean, Penelope don't need a win, right? I, I honestly have no idea who would look strong in this match to be honest i don't think either of them need a win so. <laughs> yeah i mean screw it i'll take penelope ford so it can it can get us uh some more storyline with potentially her and miro i, I don't know i i i'll take yuka just to be different all right i like that and <laughs> we're going all the way back to 2002 with matt love it. versus christian cage i'm gonna let you go first oh man well to, to start off I'm so excited. I, these two guys that I grew up watching, and I love them both. Um, to be fair, I feel like we're going to see this for a little bit. I'm going to take Big Money Matt to take the first match. Okay. Um, I don't think I can agree with you there. Really? Um, I think this has to be Christian Cage so Matt can continue to be a thorn in his side. Like, oh, you know, you only got me because of blah, 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 blah. And just continue to be a pain in his ass moving forward. Uh, but but we we shall see. We shall, we shall see. see. I definitely uh, uh, we you and I we're, we're very rarely on the same yeah, page when it comes to these predictions. But what about this one? Brian Cage versus Mr. Ricky Starks 
for the FTW World Championship. I gotta say this will be fun. I think if they give them if they give them the time that they can, I think this will this will be a, a decent match. I'm gonna say Brian Cage retains, and we'll see a little a little different ending though. We're gonna see Team Taz kick Brian Cage out. Yeah, I think that's definitely what's gonna happen moving yeah. forward. Um, yeah. But Brian Cage has to win this match. If Ricky Starks is the one who beats him, I think that's a damn shame. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate for him. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see again. And we, we, I, I say that a lot. We'll see, but we can't be certain because AEW no, like AEW does like to throw wrenches in there and you never it's see what they're, they're planning. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then of course, this will probably be the main event. We've got John Moxley versus Carl Anderson for the IWGP United States title. Um, I mean, I have to take John Moxley here. I think he's a heavy favorite to win this, um, just because he's just that much better. I got to say, I want Carl to win so bad. I really do. I love Carl Anderson. I love the Good Brothers. Oh. I love everything in that group. I just can't see New Japan saying, here, switch the title on your show, not ours. I have to pick John Moxley to win that match. I have to. Sure, I, that's fair. I mean, the only way I could understand them saying, sure, win the title on your show is if it sets up a rematch between the two in Japan. Yeah, um, but... So there has to be some sort of agreement between right. you and New Japan for something like that to happen. I just um, I can't see that happening off their their programming. That that would definitely be a uh, a wild take, but who knows? Mm. Again, we will have to wait and see, Dylan, because yep. uh, nobody knows except the writers and potentially the wrestlers right now who is going to be the champion of that outcome. Well, Dylan, it has been an incredible episode once again thank you so much for joining me remember everyone you want to join the conversation you can join us live on twitch at twitch.tv tbard underscore join us in the comments we will try to if your if your comment is relevant to what we are talking about we will definitely put it up on the screen and uh join you in on the conversation same goes for youtube <coughs> excuse me on the bard and cross entertainment channel drop us a subscription there drop us a follow over on twitch and go give us a follow on facebook too even though we're not live there uh you can catch the podcast afterwards when we post it through spotify or itunes or anywhere where you like to find your favorite podcast and of course if you love podcasts why not come and join us here at clovercrest media if you don't find one you like which come on there's got to be something you like here on the clovercrest media network just make one for your own for yourself you can start your own podcast for as little as $15 a month here with Clovercrest, and we will help you every step along the way. Whether it's sports or media or true crime or even we have one that is all about self-love, you can find something you like here on Clovercrest. It's clovercrestmedia.com that you need to look for and tell your friends all about it. Dylan, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Show. We will see you all in the next one. Stay crossum. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.